Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Legally Blonde. You do not have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast as we talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. But if you do proceed without having seen it, just be aware that some elements of the plot will be spoiled for you. Enjoy. Hello. Objection, Your Honour. <laughs> I object. Are you are you hearing me now? I can hear you. Good. I've turned off my video, mainly so you don't have to look at my face. <laughs> um, but I object to technical issues. <laughs> Curses. Curses yep. of the technology. I upgraded to the um, new Mac OS, Mac OS Mojave, and it's um, yeah, it's caused all sorts of problems. But it has a nice night mode where you know it's like white on black instead of black on white on like all the menus and stuff. So that uh, I'm liking that. Oh, fair enough. I um, I yeah, I saw the upgrade bath thing come up and say, "Would you like to upgrade?" And I'm like, "No, fuck that." <laughs> <laughs> nah. I haven't had a good upgrade from Mac. Um, stuff for a fair while now so i'll stick with this one for a while yeah well, i figured this is a relatively recent laptop so it should be built to withstand the updates but still it's not updates are not the british way right yeah we don't like changing things no or like making things better no we just want to go backwards give me mac os 5 please <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, Windows ninety five. That was the pinnacle. We need to go back to the good old days. Give me an old Mac without a second click button, just the one click. Yeah, that was the pinnacle. <laughs> Every, everyone loves one click. Right clicking is for squares. Right clicking yeah, exactly. is for Microsoft people and Bill Gates with all that fancy shit. None of it. One button. <laughs> Although I have to say, I know we are mocking people who don't like change and progression. Um, Microsoft has been going backwards since Windows 7, which was a fantastic operating system and really user-friendly and brilliant. Yeah. Um, and everything they've done since then, trying to do stuff that looks like Apple, has been really, really bad. Yeah. Windows 10 is just a lot of squares. And it is also four squares. Yeah, it's... It's it's more square than your average Apple store. Yeah. Be there and be square, as they say. <laughs> Indeed. You, square is an insult you don't hear so much these days. Maybe because um, Squarespace. Maybe it's just because we're podcast people and because Squarespace is so popular in the like podcast advertising pantheon that Square, like it's, it's, it's hip to be square, at least in the podcast world. Much like you never hear people who do podcasts uh, talking about their fear of the empty blackness of space. No, because they know that space is in fact square. Exactly. Um, Were you excited that today was budget day? It's the fucking greatest day of the world. It's like like Christmas, but better. (laughs) I wake up on budget day 
Little gifts under the tree. Oh, look, more tax cuts for rich people. Yay. <laughs> yeah. You open like a huge box. You know, like when like Amazon or someone de- delivers you a package and it's it's a huge box for something really small. It's like that. There's like loads and loads of wrapping paper, like past the parcel, layers and layers and layers. You just open it up, you get into it. And there's a tiny slip in there, like a fortune cookie. And it says billion pounds for the Ministry of Defense. <laughs> It's like a game. Congratulations, we've got two more fighter jets. <laughs> yeah, so that they the um so that we can do fighty shooty, like in the film um what's it called Hunter Gatherer Hunter Killer the one where Gary Oldman looks like Jim Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of the podcast Sam Williams said that it looks like a very good shooty fighty, and I think he's probably right. Yeah, I've heard that it's like a dumb man's hunt for Red October, which I'm fully behind. Now, is this is the hunt for Red October the smart man's anything? Yeah, it's a it's a tense political thriller about nuclear submarines. Oh, okay. See, I don't think I've ever seen a film that had submarines heavily involved in it that I wasn't bored by. I think I was really <laughs> scarred by U five seven one. Are you thinking of just Das Boot right now? Is I've never, what? I've never. Well, at the risk of. <laughs> turning this into a peep show quoting marathon i've never seen das boot <laughs> <laughs> um that is the pinnacle of boring submarine film <laughs> it's like 20 hours long really uh, depressing and good, in submarines good grief <laughs> i that's that is a film i really hope that i never watch well, Patty, funny you should mention that. But uh, <laughs> is there any um, is there any romance of it? And I, I don't, don't mean rem- romance in the way that a gammon would say that there's romance in military bullshit. I don't mean like metaphorical platonic romance. I mean like, I mean fucking. Is there any fucking in it? I don't think there's any fucking in Das Boat. Then I shall not be watching it. <laughs> I don't remember there being any, but then it's a kind of a blur of lots of bearded men in a submarine. Yeah. Where it sounds like the perfect place for lots of burly romance, but yeah, I don't believe there is any. That, sound, that sounds excellent. That sounds sensual. <laughs> lots of torpedoes going in and out of various. <laughs> See, now, now it just sounds like an Aerosmith video <laughs> from the 80s. <laughs> Loving a submarine. <laughs> you know, have I told you that um friend of the podcast, Adam Molesky, for the longest time thought that the lyrics to that song just went, Loving an elevator, loving an elevator, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a stark improvement, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's actually living it up when I'm going down. Because yeah, which works very... for a submarine as well. <laughs> yeah, it does. Submarines go down, right? Fact, they, they do that they, is their whole point they almost exclusively go down <laughs> because as as um people always forget about the song love in an elevator is that um it's actually love in an elevator parentheses going down and it begins exactly. with a little um well the video has it but the audio is on the record as well of steven tyler walking into a department store and there's a sexy lady who says to him oh good morning mr tyler going down and he goes, and then the track kicks in. <laughs> and it's sort of creepy. That's exactly right. But, um, but it is a great song. It is a great song. Bit of Aerosmith. You can't beat a bit of Aerosmith. 
I think they're yeah. a, bit, a little bit underrated. Yeah, they they sort of occupy this weird place where Steven Tyler seems to have a level of celebrity that is very distant from the band. And people don't realise that actually they're this really great rock band with a lot of great tunes. You've got that, you've got Dream On, obviously Walk This Way, Young Lust. Actually, that album Pump is amazing because on the cover it's got like a big truck and then a smaller truck on top of it and it looks like the trucks are doing it. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, <laughs> I feel as though, I feel as though, and I don't know if this is that this is a an unfair thing to say, that Kiss have this sort of like place in the rock pantheon where people are like, oh yeah, Kiss classic rock. Kiss are pretty shit, let's be honest with you. Yeah. Aerosmith Ki- should have that place. Kiss have got like, what, two good songs? And yeah. And there's garbage. Um, also, um, Aerosmith had an amazing arcade game in the 90s. Did they? Yeah, it was all set in this dystopia where cool music was banned and Aerosmith were like the rebels who were fighting back by doing cool music. No way. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I I seem to remember that there's some horrible digitized Steven Tyler face in it. Oh, that's that sounds terrifying. <laughs> I mean, he he's he's mildly scary, but as rock stars go, he's he's relatively low key compared to some of them. Here we go. It's called Revolution X. Wow. I'm going to go and play that after this. Yeah. Um, Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to go to bed. Op- <laughs> players battle the oppressive new ordination regime and their leader Helga, who have abducted Aerosmith. <laughs> Helga. Um, players use a mounted gun to control on-screen crosshairs and shoot enemies using compact discs. So it's <laughs> so it's like um, it's like a cross between Duck Hunt and some kind of yeah some kind of rock dystopia game duck hunt and the musical we will rock you <laughs> yes duck hunt hunger games <laughs> duck hunger games <laughs> <laughs> that's a game i would play i'm now searching to see if kiss have a video game because if they they oh. probably do knowing them let's have a look oh yeah oh they do kiss psycho circus the nightmare child Two lots of colons in it. That is that's great grammar. <laughs> that's great. that's no it. way to talk about Gene Simmons and Peter Chris. It is based on Todd McFarlane's Kiss Psycho Circus series of comic books. Paddy, did you know? Oh, that, okay. I did not know that those existed. Todd McFarlane did a series of Kiss comics. Well, Todd McFarlane, he has mostly done the Batman. Is that right? Todd McFarlane, he did Spawn, I think. Spawn. Yes, you are right. Oh, and he's that, Canadian. All right. Ang- angry Batman. Angry, yeah. angry, murderous, demonic Batman, ah. who's also actually quite cool. I quite like Spawn. It's quite an interesting, um, quite an interesting of all of the gritty, angsty comic book heroes that plagued the eighties and nineties. I think he was the most interesting because they genuinely made him a kind of anti-hero villain. Yeah, I think it's the least self-conscious of all of those kind of comic book characters. Um, and they're making a new movie out of it at the moment, I believe. Cool. And they're making it as a straight-up horror movie. They're trying to make it as, as spooky and nasty as possible. And and speaking of spooky and nasty, I'm not ready to start talking about Legally Blonde yet. Apparently. <laughs> no. I've, had, I've had a rubbish it's week. Still, I wanna, I wanna it's still technically Halloween month, even though by the time this goes out, it'll be November. But at, we're recording this on the 29th of October, so we're like full-on Halloween lead-up. So... Yeah, we'll still we can still be spooky for a little bit. It's yeah. the, ta- the tail end of spook. 
It's it the, the um, ectoplasm left behind by the ghost <laughs> of Halloween month. It's the, the remnant Haribo at the bottom of your sweet jar. <laughs> yeah, just the sticky goop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you watch the Inside Number 9 live Halloween special that was on last I night? I d- did not. I've never watched that. I know it's by the, the Leagues of Gentlemen people, right? Yes, two of the League of Gentlemen folk. Yeah, um, which I, I mean, I again, I've never watched all of the League of Gentlemen. I've just sort of caught it when it's been on. But I do, I did used to think it was very funny. You know, the local shop and Hello Dave and all that stuff was quite good, quite weird. And I think it's possibly a little bit too weird for me. But it's, I do, I did used to find that funny. Um, anyway, go on. Yes, um, League of Gentlemen is amazing. It's one of the best pieces of British comedy ever. Um, and um but inside number nine is possibly even better um and it really toes the line between dark comedy and horror um in a really clever way it's like i don't know it, it it's it's really good and and this live special they did i don't want to say anything about it but it was fantastic oh it was live really good yes yeah I mean, these days, that's quite an achievement, really. Like, sometimes they do that with soaps and stuff, and it's always rubbish. Yeah, so so they had a few technical issues, shall we say. Right. Um, But I won't say any more than that, so I recommend you you go and watch it. Good technical issues or bad technical issues? Interesting technical issues. Okay. Much like the one that stalled us at the beginning of this podcast. I think that makes fascinating listening. (laughs) Definitely. Right. Um, but yeah, so so anybody who is listening to this, go and watch the 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 live special of Inside Number Nine, and then watch the rest of Inside Number Nine because it's really good. So you are so you're still in Halloween mode. I'm I'm always in Halloween mode. That's my that's my default. My default is spooky. Yeah, spooky and costume and eating garbage. That's my that's my default <laughs> existence. Are you saying that you're a man who likes to dress up as a raccoon? AKA a trash panda. <laughs> I'm I'm a man who who likes to dress up like a sexy doctor. Oh, you're perfect for Halloween then. Yeah, that's what I like doing. It's all about the sexy doctors. All about the sexy sexy evil doctor. That's what that's the ultimate Halloween costume, isn't it? Speaking of um trash pandas, did you know that there is a um minor league baseball team that recently allowed like people to democratically choose the name of their of their baseball team and they are now called the rocket city trash pandas excellent formerly known as the mobile bay bears because there's a town in alabama called mobile which is spelt mobile but they say mobile because they don't want to say hey i'm from mobile which just sounds so stupid because it's like what you used to call your phone yes Um, it is but yeah the rocket city trash pandas good luck to them (laughs) speaking speaking of sports by the way sports (laughs) <laughs> I know that I know that you love the sports, and I know that you particularly love the Red Sox. Yeah, my my favorite team. Just your won favorite the world, team who have just, just done won a, the World Series. <laughs> they've just done a good. They've just won won the big baseball. They've won the big globe. They they get given a giant baseball that they then have to carry around, and then that's why it's often difficult to win win it two years in a row. Um, because <laughs> you've you got have to carry to play it onto with the a field. big baseball instead. So when you're when you're throwing the ball. <laughs> it, it doesn't get very far and when you're hitting the ball it doesn't get very far yeah so um, not very few people have ever won the world series back to back yeah but... because because of the big ball yeah <laughs> this, this is this is baseball truth <laughs> um 
<laughs> but 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 I've just seen that the, the Red Sox they lost on opening day. Um, yeah. And now having won and celebrated their victory, whoever runs the Red Sox Twitter account is now going back to respond to all of the mentions they got on opening day from gloating fans uh saying, "Oh, you lost." <laughs> Um, someone's just going through going we won the world series that person is having a very good day and like the the level of gloating that they're doing on that account is just enough not to be like rude you know it's it's really it's just celebratory enough and you're like okay i'll let them have it for a couple of days and then it'll die down but i'm actually I'm very glad that not that they won, but that the two guys who basically won the game for them, David Price, who was the pitcher, and Steve Pierce, who hit a lot of the home runs and was named the World Series MVP, both of them are former Blue Jays. So they're good oh, they're good people nice. who and I'm glad that they got the chance to be on a winning team for once. I I think that the gloating is really funny and I'm loving it. <laughs> um, it's good. I wanted the Dodgers to win because it would have been they hadn't won since nineteen eighty eight. But they pulled some nasty shit in in their games yeah. so they can fuck off yeah <laughs> stealing signs and your boy yeah manny machado he's a bad he's a bad man but he's a rental anyway he's a free agent now and he'll go sign somewhere else but... go sign for a bin <laughs> yeah maybe he could join the trash pandas he could <laughs> well they're the double a affiliate of the angels so if the angels sign him and he's really rubbish he'll get sent down there get out that's all yeah. i care about yeah. Other names for this team included the Thunder Sharks, the Moon Possums, <laughs> the Space Chimps, and the Comet Jockeys. I love Thunder Sharks. Why did they not? I mean, I, pa- Trash Pandas, yeah, get, go on. Yeah. But and Thunder a, Sharks. <laughs> there's an the article about it. There's a guy like holding a sign saying anything but Thunder Sharks. Like, what? <laughs> How could you get that, that excised about calling a team the Thunder Sharks? I think that's a good name. It sounds like a Pokemon. Yeah, Thunder Shark. That's like the description of some kind of. There is a shark Pokemon called Shark Pedo. What? Uh, I don't think it means that it's a pedophile shark. I think it's supposed to be like a, shark a torpedo. Pedo. I'm googling Shark Pedo on an internet connection. That is. I think it's Shark. Oh, I yeah, think it's Sharpedo. That's Sharpedo. Yeah. I don't know whether that's worse. Almost. <laughs> Um, I th- and and that is the uh, that is the shark Pokemon. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, there is a there appears to be a toy called a shark pedo, which is like <laughs> a hoop. It's like a hoop for kids. Oh no! It's like a plastic shark that um, yeah, swimming hoop for kids. Called, literally called shark pedo. <laughs> <laughs> this is extremely bad. <laughs> oh dear! I'm very oh dear. upset that this exists. You know, um, I'm not. I'm not upset about. What are you not upset about? Legally blonde. Good, good. I'm. This glad. is an enjoyable film, and just the palate cleanser that we needed. I think after watching Red Riding Hood, which I'm still a li- sort of reeling from, mostly because of Gary Oldman's pan-European accent. But <laughs> as I keep going on about it, I'm still. I lie awake at night trying to identify it. Like, is he from Croatia? Like, yeah. You know, I. I just. I can't do it. I mean, I I am disappointed that Legally Blonde did not include a giant talking wolf. No. Um, and nobody reminded them at any point that wolves cannot cross onto holy ground. <laughs> no. And I was good. like, something's missing from this movie. What is it? And that was what it was. 
wolf boys. I, I, I feel like Luke Wilson would make a good wolf boy. He would. He would. Yeah, he's got you know, he's got that that hair for it. He's growing a mane. You know. Yeah, he could he could be a wolf boy. I mean, more more of a lion boy. You think he's a lion boy? Yeah. Is there such a thing as a were lion? I I hope there is. If not, that's what we should call our call our minor league baseball team, the were lions. lions. <laughs> Digging where, it. Were lion. The the top thing is from Skyrim. Apparently, there's a were lion in Skyrim. So oh, is there that? you go. So um, Luke Wilson should be voicing the were lion in Skyrim, and if he isn't, it is a crime. What the and fuck I'm gonna... is the were lion in Skyrim? I I know the were bears. I'm going to write to werewolves. Gary Skyrim and tell him to put Luke Wilson in it. Oh, so there isn't one in Skyrim. Oh, I just don't understand video games. You have to explain them to me. A were lion, unless, is the unless they were made of... before 1999. <laughs> this is from the Elder Scrolls Wiki, which is the lesser of the two Elder Scrolls Wikipedia's. I believe there is. There are two. One. There is. There's two rival ones. Much like, did you know that there's there's various different rival um, sites for these big worlds? So there's two for Pokemon. There's Bulbapedia. Oh yeah. Um, so named after Bulbasaur. Um, and then there's one called Cerebi, and and there are big infights in the Pokemon community as to which one oh. is the one to go to. Um, and then there's El- there's two Elder Scrolls ones. I can't remember the name of the other one, but then there's the Elder Scrolls Wiki. Um, and then there's two for Game of Thrones as well. There's one which is Game of Thrones and one which is A Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, okay. So that perhaps that one's more of the book people? Yes. So that one was like the original core book people. And then Game of Thrones is like the newcomer ones. Yeah. Um, but chances. yes, so where lines do not, have not been seen in an Elder Scrolls game. But That's they have shame. been mentioned in a book, apparently. I mean, I, I feel the where line in my heart, you know? I mean, I'm digging it. I'm digging yeah. it. Yeah. I'm digging it. But yeah, sadly, they do not exist in Legally Blonde. The closest thing is her little dog, which is called Buster, Bruiser. Something. Yeah, something Bonzo. like that. Bonzo and the there, dog. There's one Bonzo the, do- <laughs> Bonzo the dog, Bucko the clown. And there's one scene <laughs> where um, like she's studying and the dog is watching like a video that appears to be like a dog dating video. Did you um did you notice that? Yeah, I didn't really know what was going on there. I thought it was some kind of fever dream. Yeah, there's a like, scene that's always confused really us. We've been like, is it a dog dating video? Is it dog porn? Is it just the dog watching like videos of itself? I mean, either way, the dog is enjoying it. But it was a, the scene that's always confused me. Um. So so Bruiser, Bruiser the dog. Bruiser. Um. The actual Chihuahua was called Mooney. Um, oh, and Mooney. and Mo- Mooney didn't die until two years ago at the age of eighteen. Wow, that's pretty good for a dog. Yeah, it's a a, a long term doggo. Did Mooney appear in any other films? I don't know. Um, did Did he at least appear in um, Legally Blonde Two, which I have not seen? I I have also not seen Legally Blonde Two. Let me let's have a little look. Let's have a little look and find out if we can find. I've heard that Legally Blonde 2 is acceptable, but not as good, which I sounds have... about right. It's not a travesty, yet. it still has most of, some of the same cast. So Bruiser did appear in Legally Blonde 2 as well. Cool. So two movies. Well done, Bruiser. Well done. 
I wonder what he was doing the rest of the time. Probably watching those dog dating videos and <laughs> dating all the other chihuahuas. Living off the royalties he got for Legally Blonde, I'm sure. Yeah, I hope they I hope they were good. But yeah, I um did you enjoy watching this film? Had you seen it before? I'd seen it before a fair few times, yeah. Um it's a good one and it's it holds up quite well. Um I hadn't seen it probably in about a year or two. Um, but it was really nice to rewatch it, and it's a it's a it's a nice little movie, isn't it? It's got a good message at the heart of it. It's got a lot of silly fun. Yeah, for sure. I I, I felt much the same. Yeah, I hadn't seen it for a year or two. Seen it many times, and it it does hold up surprisingly well, given it it was um it was made in two thousand and one, and the the whole time and is also. But I didn't know because I'd never looked at the excellent title sequence properly. It's based on a book. But a novel rather than some kind of weird manual like a lot of the similar kind of films are based on. <laughs> um so I wonder how the um I wonder how the novel did. But the novel came out in the same year, so they must have sold the film rights already and then kind of not quite tie them together, but they came out close together, which is actually quite a quite a rare thing. So it seems I, I'm gonna assume that the film overshadowed the novel, which is kind of a shame for the writer, I guess, but she probably made loads of money and loads of people bought it anyway. So Yeah. Um I, I I have not read it. Um so I'm not sure about how how it compares to the film. Um but yeah, so I'm not yeah, I don't know. It would be intriguing to find out. Yeah, it would. It's interesting. But either way, it's it's a it's a good film. It's it's very fun and enjoyable. And what's really good about it, and I noted this time around watching it with my sort of film critic hat on, is that it's character driven in a way that I think a lot of the films of this ilk, so compared to say Mean Girls, for example, which occupies a similar space in popular culture. People like it. It's from a similar time around time. You can watch it watch it over and over again. It'd be a similar kind of palate cleanser for us and the kind of thing that we do. Um, but it's it's really character driven. It's really about her character more than anything else. So much so that the actual sort of romantic elements, kind of, is she going to get back together with Warner, even though you never feel like she's ever going to, and not because um, like it's not going to happen or because he doesn't want to, but because actually she's got bigger fish to fry because she's a cool person and she doesn't need that shit. Um, and then her romance with Luke Wilson only really happens over the course of a couple of scenes and then suddenly it's relegated to like, the actual resolution of it, the actual them getting together moment, which is the pivotal thing in any of these kind of films, is actually relegated to the end sort of where are they now titles. And I couldn't think of any other film of this ilk where that happens. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Isn't it? Because um, it's a film where you kind of believe sort of in the back of your mind you always place it as quite well fitting on this podcast with a kind of romantic element to it but in reality the romance has very little to do with the with the plot which is quite refreshing i suppose um in that you sort of it's sort of there at the beginning as sort of like a reason to get the story going and then after that it doesn't really play an important role again um and and instead you sort of yeah you have that kind of coda which is just like oh yeah i got together it's like oh, yeah okay. and you're like yay i wanted that to happen i knew that that was going to happen but it's not important because what's more important is that she discovers herself and that the film also does try and make a, a relatively serious point about not judging people by appearance but also by and about kind of smashing stereotypes and stuff but also sort of being okay with those stereotypes at the same time as well, which is overall kind of a positive message, right? 
Yeah, yeah, which is a, it, it is it is a it's a positive um is a positive message overall definitely this movie. Um the way that it frames it even though it kind of it, it sets up all of these clichés but then it kind of knocks them down a little bit. Um not enough to make it sort of like a a hugely interesting film but enough to make you notice it and without it becoming kind of preachy about its message either. Yeah, what's really good about it is that it's it always manages to remain light-hearted. You never feel like the stakes are super high, but you're still rooting for her to succeed, and you feel like it is making a, a positive point without it in any way really forcing any kind of message on you. It's having fun, and it gets that it strikes that balance well, and I think that's why it's successful. Yeah, yeah, it does. It, it manages to toe the line very well, um, and it it makes it a makes it an an interesting watch and it's, it's it's quite a comfortable film to watch as well isn't it yeah it's 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 comforting comfort comfort food it's pink macaroni and cheese <laughs> would you eat pink macaroni and cheese i probably would yeah yeah it depends it depends how pink i guess like sort of powder pink might be a bit much but yeah hmm. i don't know actually now that i'm thinking about it i'm looking at a pink object in in this room which is like a croquet mallet in the shape of a pink flamingo that we had at our wedding um, that never made it out of the cupboard and onto the lawn because we were too busy taking photos and it's not a colour I would like to eat. I'm looking up pink mac and cheese and also rainbow mac and cheese and I'd eat that. Yeah. I'd, I'd eat it. Rainbow foods, that's like a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Rainbow mac and cheese. Yeah, okay, bungle- yeah. Bang a load of food colouring into your macaroni cheese. Yeah, it looks it looks like some kid who um, tried to make th- uh, use like rainbow hoops to make pasta and like use cereal instead of pasta, but somehow it works. And yes. foodnetwork.com is not available in, in your country. You what, mate? We can't yeah, access I, food. I clicked network. through to foodnetwork.com and it just got this thing saying this site is not available in your country. And sometimes you get a bit of like GDPR legal guff in there saying like, oh, we're really, really sorry, but your country is in the EU and there's all these weird restrictions and cookie pop ups and shit. And sometimes a lot of the time the sites are just like, we're not even going near any of that. Anyone from the EU can fuck off if they want to go to the food <laughs> network. <laughs> Fair enough. But it makes a refreshing change from all the millions of cookie pop-ups and all the fucking boring shit processing my data. Yes, fine, I get it. You can have my data. I just came here to look at a recipe for cinnamon bread or to find out about rainbow mac and cheese. Like, I don't care. That's Yeah, I think it's kind of... All that stuff that makes, like, genuinely, like, browsing 95% of websites on mobile is a really horrible experience. It's like being poked in the eye. Yeah, it reminds me of the good old days of pop-ups when you used to go on MySpace. Yeah. And get like a million glittering gifts that you then had to be like, nope, get rid of that. Stop it. Yeah. Or like on um when yeah, when we, it was like 2000 2001 or like around that time when Geo you started to be able to make your own GeoCities site and you just pop in like all of these pop-ups and moving windows and stuff. Like have you ever seen the Brian Butterfield website? Yes, it's 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 like that just like endless i'll put a link to that in the show notes because it is genius um but yeah it's it's just like that <laughs> loads of like videos that is genuinely what mobile web browsing is like now thanks to some data protection bullshit <laughs> well i think it was, it was that bad before wasn't it 
yeah, yeah there's always that, been it's always ads, been a nightmare. Yeah, I'm looking at the Butterfield website now, and it's flashing at me. It's genuinely really awful. <laughs> I just love that with with like GDPR, it's sort of something that's been put in place to really protect us. And rather than websites going, oh, you know what? Yeah, we'll just sort this out. It'll be fine. They're just yeah. like, no, we're going to make people click through loads of buttons so we still steal as much of their data as possible. <laughs> yeah. When they're still getting the same stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> just like, <laughs> there's a section on this website called Brightunes, and it's all like fake records of Bright that Brian Butterfield has made. <laughs> there's one where he's like standing there in suits like Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, and it's just called My Four Skins. <laughs> <laughs> list of uh, contents one cup full of glances two april may and cucumber <laughs> <laughs> it's too good it's some of the funniest shit that i've ever seen um but so is um legally blonde it has some pretty some pretty funny lines like the only scene in which you see Elle's parents there's one scene where she's like it's after college or kind of between the college breaks or whatever she's she's managed to graduate as an undergraduate and um, she's like, I want to go to law school. And she's back at her parents' house. So obviously it's like she's rich, so none of it matters, but it doesn't matter anyway. Um, and she's in the pool and her dad's like, law school is for people who are ugly and boring. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> when this film decides to kind of go for something like that, it really does not pull any punches or even try too hard to do anything like that intelligent with it. It's just like, yeah, let's just say that law school is for boring and ugly people because that's funny. And it is. And it is funny. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. When it, when it does decide to go after the stupid like that, I think that's when I enjoy it the most. Yeah. Like David Kidney. (laughs) (laughs) So David Kidney, David Kidney, right. Played by a fella called Oz Perkins. Yeah. Who is now a fantastic, um, horror movie director. I was looking up, looking him up during the film and i saw that he'd done some indie looking horror films and i was like that's gonna be right up rob street um both of them are among my favorite horror movies of the last few years really um they're both incredibly abstract unnerving movies um no no sort of like jump scare goofiness just pure dread and horribleness um so i am the pretty thing that lives in the house is a netflix original that la 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 loads of non um horror movie fans fucking hate because it's it's not scary in the traditional sense and you just come out of it feeling really disturbed oh really (laughs) and and so it works incredibly well as an actual horror movie and people who like horror films really like it um and and uh the black coat's daughter his other film is is also great i think that's that's definitely one of the best horror movies i've ever seen also Um, known as the nun uh, it's also known as February, which is a really dumb name for a horror movie. So if yeah, you're looking for it, if you're looking for it, it will either be called The Black Coat's Daughter or February. February um, is not a scary month, is it? I mean, it, it's it's one of the scarier months because it is just really depressing. It's um, cold. It's cold. It's miserable. You know, you can imagine some spooky stuff going down in February. But yeah. it's it's yeah it's still a bad name for a movie. So so look out for that. Anyone who's been watching our our horror movie recommendations, um, yeah, get yeah. on it. Go watch some, bo- bonus horror movie. Go watch some Oz Perkins movies slash Osgood Perkins, which is the name that he goes by when he directs sometimes. 
Excellent name. Yes, an excellent name indeed. And an excellent movie director. I'm looking forward to what he's going to do next. But yes, it's cool. it's weird when he when you see him turn up in things as an actor. Um, it's it's sometimes stuff like this, or or um, not another teen movie where he has a tiny yeah. role, <laughs> and you're like, oh right, okay. <laughs> it's it's cool when people like that can sort of laugh at themselves and have a bit of a sense of humour, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. And- yeah, his performance in this is very, very, very funny. I mean, the funniest thing is that he is called David Kidney, which is just one of those <laughs> is non- a great, a great non sequitur name. names that really works. But yeah, he's very, very good. He's supposed to be like a, a geek character, but again, it's not overdone. Even though on the, on the credits he's listed as Dorky David, but yeah, he's just yeah, he's just sort of like an uptight nerd character. But there's an enjoyable moment where like there are some ladies saying that they won't go out with him, and Elwood's comes up and like pretends that. He gave her an amazing night of pleasure and they were like, oh yeah, now we'll go out with you, which is ridiculous and hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's a really stupid scene and I kind of love it. Yeah. Um, also, Warner looks a bit like Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. Oh God, you're right. I thought that when the, the very first scene where they're sitting there having dinner, I'm like, is she having dinner with Mark Hoppus from Blink-182? <laughs> All the small things, indeed. That's like one of their weaker songs, in my opinion. I never understood why that was more popular than, say, What's My Age Again. Yeah, I think because it's got that bigger pop hook. People no, can no, sing no, it without... no, 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 no. Yeah, people can sing it without having to know um, any of the words. words. <laughs> you could, they just, just make noises, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. I'm going to release my new song. It's called da 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 No, you can't call it da da It's got to have a name. <laughs> it's got to have a name. But then it'll go da 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 Yeah, and then you'll get all of the awards. Damn it. I'll get, I'll get played at discos from here until eternity. You will. <laughs> all you need is for, for there to be like a... In the uh, punk rock section. You just need there to be a funky remix. Oh, yeah. So anyway, Warner, that guy, I can't even remember the actor's name, um, but I don't believe I've seen him in anything else. Have you? His his name is Matthew Davis. Okay, yep. Suitably um, generic. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, that's, a, that's slightly mean of me. The, the other thing I know him from is Blood Rain, which is a terrible video game movie adaptation. I mean, you got to admit, Matthew Davis sounds like someone you sat next to in GCSE maths and who then left the school the following year and who you didn't even realise was gone. <laughs> Do you reckon? No, no, no. He's best mates with Pete Davidson down the pub. Yeah, yeah. he's going to sell you a fridge. <laughs> Pete Davidson's there going, oh, I just want a fridge. And then Matthew's like, oh, leave it, mate. Come on, just let him have a drink. Yeah. And he's like, come on, Matthew. Let's go and throw a kettle over a pub. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so so I, I I have also seen him in um, Blood Rain, which is not a very good movie. That's a bad title. It's 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 not even spelt like raining blood. It's blood and then rain, um, R A Y N E, which is the name of I think it's the name of the character you play like a vampire hunting vampire. Okay, um, but, but vampires don't hunt their own. But well, Blade does. Uh. Blades Blades are good. Mm. Yeah, but that's because he snipes. I mean, snip, <laughs> sniper's got a snipe. <laughs> um, it's it's by Uable, 
the notorious oh band. shit dog yeah i have been wanting to watch his work um because i hear that it's insane he's and <laughs> it's his, really really it's like awful. all of his stuff it's all like german tax evasion money laundering schemes but that produce <laughs> horrible films yes and so he's made i think he's made three blood rain movies somehow <laughs> Wow. Um this was this was once a fairly well remembered video game series. Um not not sort of like thought of as being very amazing, but it had its fans and then now it's mainly remembered for these awful <laughs> awful movies. Um <laughs> but it, it's it's not the worst that he's done. The worst is Alone in the Dark. And so um Dear listeners, join me on a journey through the history of video games. Wait, was was that based on the video game Alone in the Dark? Based on the video game, so Alone in the I Dark. I have played that. There's a video game that I have played. There we go. Um, so so for the uninitiated um, among you, Alone in the Dark was kind of like the precursor to the likes of Resident Evil and Silent Hill. It, it was good. It, it it was that initial sort of like 3D horror game. Um, and it was very sort of spooky and, and classically gothic in tone and kind of had this this hokey hammer horror vibe to it. Um, and they made quite a few of them. Some of them were very, very good. And, and they kind of coincided with those bigger horror series like like Resident Evil. Um, Alone in the Dark 4 was a fantastic horror game around the same time that Resident Evil was was making waves. Um, and then as the series of the Lone in the Dark games started to lose its sort of allure, Ewa Bowl came along in 2005 and made this fucking awful action movie with Christian Slater. <laughs> and it's genuinely, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And I watch a lot of bad films and, and, and this is genuinely one of the worst things I've ever seen. And um, it kind of has to be seen to be believed. It, it's really quite something. Right. I'm just looking on his Wikipedia page. It says, In the DVD commentary of Alone in the Dark, Boll explains how he funds his films. Maybe you know it, but it's not so easy to finance movies in total. And the reason I am able to do these kind of movies is I have a tax shelter fund in Germany. And if you invest in a movie in Germany, you get basically 50% back from the government. <laughs> Boll has received significant negative publicity regarding this funding help method attributed to a loophole in the german tax laws that was closed in 2006 <laughs> <laughs> also i I've googled him and there's a video the first video result is for a trailer for a film called fuck you all the yui bowl story <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right sounds great and it also seems like he boxed his critics like yes he had a boxing match he had a fight with um with one of his critics, I can't remember who it was. It was a, a specific guy. He, um, Yobo was like, "Come fight me in the ring," and then Yobo beat the shit out of him, basically in a boxing match. <laughs> oh no! Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad that he exists. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I am. <laughs> I'm not sure if I... I. I say, having not seen any of his work. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if I. I I agree that I am glad that he has made a contribution to the world of cinema. Is it? Don't we need that kind of stuff to show us how things can be good by not being like that? No, you don't. You can just not make them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose so, yeah. I can't argue with that. Everyone logic. knows that you don't make a film as bad as Alone in yeah. the Dark or, so, or Blood Rain. But through, through a shared actor, you can literally get from... 
you would bowl to Reese Witherspoon in like one move. In one it's move. Nut. It's a nuts. single move. Six degrees of Yui bowl. <laughs> oh dear. So yeah, that guy is... I, d- I wouldn't say that he's a good actor, but he's good at playing Warner and that's all I'll ever think of him as unless he does something else, which he probably will eventually and I'll see it and I'll think, oh, it's Warner. Yeah, he's he's been in some stuff. Um, so he was in The Vampire Diaries, which I know a lot of people watched. Okay, yeah. We have a lot um, of vampire vampire fans, so I'm sure they've all seen it. I have he, not. He was in the Donnie Darko TV, uh, TV series, the Donnie Darko sequel called S. Darko, which oh. I heard was very, very bad. I have not seen that. No, neither have I. I, I haven't really had much of an intention to either. Uh, Donnie Darko, good but overrated, right? It's good. I wouldn't say it's overrated. I think it it had its time being overrated and now it's kind of been a bit underrated because people have kind of gone, oh, it's so overrated. But it's, it's quite a clever little movie. That's fair, actually. Yeah, what I meant was that it was overrated at the time, not that it's overrated now. Yeah, yeah. I think at the time people were too wrapped up in it. But I think at the time that it came out, a lot of people they were looking for something to find that emotional attachment in and they kind of went to that movie because there was very few movies that spoke with the same kind of atmosphere and like theme around at that point. So people yeah. sort of naturally attracted to it. I think um, it was also the first ever movie or cultural thing to feature like a slow sort of brooding piano cover of an 80s pop song. Um, so I think... Without Donnie Darko, there'd have been no John Lewis adverts and John Lewis would have gone out of business. Yeah, I think you're completely right there. Um, I can't think of an earlier use of that, actually. An example of that song becoming popular as well, because it got to number one, didn't it? It did, yes. Gary Jules. Which I don't think they would have expected off the back of an artistic indie movie with gothic overtones. No. Yeah, I remember thinking that that was kind of a weird moment in popular culture. Yeah, and it was kind of propelled by some really good performances. Um, and and well, let's let, this is a movie we could probably watch for this podcast at some point. So let's let's hold fire yes, on the Donnie Darko talk. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, maybe next Halloween. Is it scary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Halloween party thing going on at the end, isn't there? So yeah, that could that could fit in well. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, so I was uh, legally blonde. I was confused about um, how the film came out in two thousand and one, but it was everything on it was class of two thousand and four. And then halfway through, I realised it's because law school takes three fucking years. Yeah, and rather than set it in like nineteen ninety eight and bring it round to modern day, they'd rather set it in the future. Yeah, and that like t- yeah, time travelling into the future as if they knew what it was going to be like in two thousand and four. What an arrogant thing to do. Yeah. They didn't know what would happen. What if, what if, you know, aliens invaded in two thousand and three? Yeah. And then, like in the in the wreckage of society, someone sitting down and watching Neely Bond have been like, "That didn't happen." Yeah. Outrageous. There are no law schools now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what is this nonsense? <laughs> Yale got destroyed by the giant brain monsters. Nobody's called David Kidney. What a ridiculous name. <laughs> we don't even have kidneys anymore. The aliens <laughs> took them. Yeah, we're just heads in jars. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
Yeah, so David Kidney's good. Warner's good. You got um, Jennifer Coolidge, aka Stifler's mum, the role for which she will ever be remembered. A woman who I think is a really, really good actor, and actually sort of is, is always comes across as older than she actually is, because um, she's she's only what ten years older than Reese Witherspoon, and she's yeah, playing this yeah. sort of like mum character, but who is quite enjoyable, and then has her thing with the the attractive UPS man. That's quite good fun. Yeah, that's a nice. It's a nice little moment, isn't it? It's a nice little thing to break up the main story. Yeah, like I'd really like to see something where Jennifer Coolidge is the lead. I've only ever seen her as a sort of background character. Yeah, I've not seen her as the lead character in anything. I'm looking at her Wikipedia now. Let's see, she's fifty-seven. So back then, yeah, she she's. Definitely kind of always playing the mum character. I feel like she's slightly typecast in that, which is a shame. I feel like she's got more to give. Um, she is in a a um, parody of Pulp Fiction called Plump Fiction, by the way. Okay. Oh, I'm, <laughs> the title seen... sounds bad, but I hate Tarantino so much that I'm willing to entertain it. I don't know if you should. I, I, all I've seen is the main picture and then a few screenshots of what looks very 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 bad yeah i know i guess she's kind of a lead in best in show which is one of my favorite films of all time um it came out just before um legally blonde 2000 um in as much as christopher guest's films are always ensemble casts so she's kind of part of that ensemble but she has a good a very very good and funny role in that film yes yeah um and then all, it's it's a good cast isn't it legally blonde you've got selma blair yeah, um, her off of Cruel Intentions, which also stars Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. and was a year or two before then. So I think for them as well, that that had been quite a big film that had brought them into the public eye. And then you come along with Legally Blonde, and it's like, hey, we can have fun now. Because again, Cruel Intentions is similar to Donnie Darko. I feel like it was overrated at the time, and then has just completely gone away. Yeah, I think, I I think there was always this sort of element of trashiness to Cruel Intentions, which kind of hampered the fact that it's actually a very well-told little story. Um, and it's quite an entertaining sort of character piece in its own right. And I think the the kind of, the heartthrob nature of so many of the main characters kind of took away from the fact that it was actually a very good film. Mm, yeah. You thought it was just about hunks. Yeah, whereas in, in fact, it's actually quite a clever little movie. Yeah. Again, that's that's one we could talk about at some point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, good cast and Luke Wilson again. I think is underappreciated. Always, always lives in his brother's shadow. Yes, yeah, but but unfairly so. I think he's he, he's really good. Um, you've got Ali Lata, who was one of the main characters in the Final Destination movies. She she's what they what they call a scream queen, right? Yeah, um, she's been in a fair few horror movies over the years. Um, but yeah, has done quite an in, had quite an interesting career. Um, also in the Resident Evil movies, which are you know, oh the yeah, pin, the pinnacle of cinema. Yeah, Yui Bol would have been proud of those. I mean, he would, he would. It, they are far beyond the quality of Yui Bol. <laughs> he he wishes he could make Resident Evil Afterlife. <laughs> I've only seen the first Resident Evil movie, but I remember thinking it was okay at the time. But we were yeah, young we, and naive. We've we've we rewatched the first few of them, and they're still stupid and fun. And what more can you ask from a Resident Evil movie than that? You know exactly. 
That's that's all. That's all it's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 So then, and then, so then you got Victor Garber, who is our main man from Titanic. Yes. Yeah. Who turns up in all our movies? Which is really, I found it very very strange that he was <laughs> that he was in this film. I always think that he's British and posh, even though he's actually Canadian. Yes, you know what I mean, he yeah. he has he has what I'm going to call a Downton Abbey face, doesn't he? <laughs> he does have a Downton Abbey face. He looks like one of those one of those posh teachers you had who told you that it was only worth reading the classics and Harry Potter was trash. Yeah, he's got he's that, got that kind of face. He does. He he's got he's got that kind of sort of like attitude to him in a lot of his roles. Yeah. And he perennially looks like he's in his sort of late forties, right? Like he's never going to age beyond that. He was that's, born that's like his, that. He yeah. would die like that. Yeah, it's what they call the the curious case of Victor Garbo. <laughs> but yeah, his his CV is full of hits. You got Kung Fu Panda two, great movie. Um, Call Me Claws. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's amazing. Green Lantern First Flight. Oh, it's a I, cartoon. Yeah, I take it he's voicing somebody. Yeah. He's voice voicing a lantern. And he's got an impressive TV TV as well. But in this he plays the um the law professor who is um like a nice mentor to her and everything and then of course he hits on her so she has to go and um represent the the client without him which is great so because when he hits on her as well you're like oh come on man really like did you have to do that we thought you were good we thought you were good victor but then everything in the film needed that to happen didn't it yeah it 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 needed it and uh, i think it's one of those few areas where the movie's pacing feels a little bit off though because it happens and then effectively the next scene she takes over for one basically 10 minute bit of the trial at the end and then saves yeah. the day and it, it almost feels as though that should have happened earlier and then you had a few days of the trial absolutely it's and it's because it's a character driven film and not a plot driven film it's an hour and 20 minutes of characterization and then 15 minutes of plot tacked on at the end of all the loose ends coming together but it still works yeah it's it still works it's still entertaining but it's yeah it's one of those jarring moments where it does feel a little bit um feels a little bit rushed the end of this movie yeah it's like every single line from that point on is kind of exposition vivian sees them and just as they were starting to become friends she's like oh yeah you you were gonna shag your way to the top of the class or whatever and then it's like no not really and then luke wilson's like i'm not i'm gonna be i'm gonna be her supervising attorney because i'm a i'm a totally cool feminist and you're like yes good man you didn't have to like overtly say that but i get it i get it man and then, yeah, and then she saves the day by tricking the um, girl in the dock into admitting that she shot her father by accident um, because it was to do with a perm, of course. That's the thing. It's always the, the thing as well is always that like the kind of girly fashion stuff ends up saving the day, which is predictable, but fun, right? Just like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> fashion always saves the day. Exactly. If I'm ever in a tight spot, I just go and get a perm. <laughs> Paddy, I'd love to see you with a perm. I I think I would look awesome. You look fantastic with a perm. Yeah. I think I can probably find some curlers around here at least. Get halfway there. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Yeah, my hair's quite short right now. But when it grows when it grows out, I'm gonna do it. I yeah, think we should get both get perms for November. Perm Vember. Perm Vember. Instead of Movember, which is bullshit. <laughs> 
Yes, give me give me a pen. <laughs> now I'm only saying that because I have a moustache already. So I'm going to get loads of people going, oh, you do Movember. It's like, well, no, actually, the moustache is sometimes a thing that people just want to have because it looks cool, you know? Maybe I want to look like Tom Selleck all year round, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't want to look like Tom Selleck constantly? Yeah. Although I'm going for the moustache on the top and then sort of like light stubble on the rest. So it's not like a solo moustache. It's a little bit more low key. But it still attracts the odd Magnum PI comment, which I'm okay with, if I'm honest. Yes. I will be shaving more than normal. <laughs> yeah, will you? You'll be, instead of, yeah, instead of growing a moustache, you're shaving all day. <laughs> I'm like constantly there shaving. Um, I, yeah, I, because I sometimes do go a, a few days without shaving, so I get a bit of stubble going. But no, for November, no, you're getting clean shaven, Rob, every day. Good. No hint of me growing a moustache. Keep it clean. Exactly. No, I think the stubble suits you, though. Makes you look rugged. It does. It makes me, yeah. I feel like... A wo- like... like a woodsman. <laughs> makes you look like someone I'd want on my side if I had to face a wear lion. Ah, yeah, that's true. That is what I'm going for in life in general, to be honest. Yeah. The woodsman. Um, So, Legally Blonde. Yeah. Has some, has some very good lines in it. It certainly does. She, she says, I object. And then she says... And then the, the client says, I have new representation. And you're like, yeah, boom. Um, there's, um, I can't believe you called me a butthead. <laughs> that always makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Have, I, have um, I said all of mine? I think I've said all of mine. I'm taking the dog, dumbass. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some, there's the, 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 there's that great scene where Luke Wilson's smelling a resume. Oh yeah, it's like mm, <laughs> smells good. <laughs> yeah, it's scented. Um, and yeah, so so it's got some neat lines in it. I wouldn't say that it's like as instantly quotable as um, as like Clueless or um, or Mean Girls or Mean Girls. It it doesn't have quite that, but there, there's enough lines in here which are which are sort of like memorable i'd say yeah it's it's not like laugh out loud funny and it's not a laugh a minute but it has certainly enough laughs to carry it through and to make it feel like a genuine comedy and to be genuinely funny and it's actually more of a comedy in the sort of traditional theatrical sense of it where it's a little bit farcical and about plots coming together and that kind of thing isn't it it's almost in the, in the shakespearean sense yes yeah it 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 feels it's it's not like a laugh out loud movie is it no it, but it it still works and it's still entertaining and fun. And like the the trial plot is genuinely actually quite interesting. Like why why would a a young entrepreneur shoot her husband who she didn't marry for the money? Like all that stuff is true. You know, who did actually do it? And when it when it's revealed you're like, "Oh yeah, that was definitely kind of predictable, but not for the reasons that you thought or you couldn't see how it would be executed." So that side of it was actually genuinely interesting. And um, yeah, so that that works quite well. The people who wrote it actually did know how to write a plot as well. They just chose to focus on bending and snapping instead. Such as you should in real life. Yeah. You know me, I'm bending and snapping all the time. I am always bending, always snapping. It's an important thing to do on the baseball field, actually. Bend and snap. Bend and snap. Yeah. Show your teammates you're committed. (laughs) 
I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> Show your teammates your butt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. My butt looks good in baseball pants. Show your teammates. Shame I can't wear them all the time. <laughs> just to show off your butt. Yeah. Now baseball's over. Now it was the last weekend of four ball just gone. That's good. I only had two at bats and I hit the ball both times, but it got caught by the left fielder. Ah, what are you going to do? But I did not strike out. So there you go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So that's good. And they, they joke in Legally Blonde about Days of Our Lives. Now, is Days of Our Lives a real show? It is a real show, yes. It is a, a real, real show. I feel like I've only ever heard it being mentioned on other shows. Yeah, I've never seen it. I don't think it's come over to the UK properly. Like That was always the big joke in Friends, wasn't it? That Jerry's in Days of Our Lives. Yes, yeah. Dr. Drake Ramore. <laughs> Dr. Dre did what now? Dr. Drake Ramore. Isn't that his character name in Days of Our Lives? <laughs> I don't know. That's very good. Um, but yeah, there's there's a reference to it in Legally Blonde as well. And then there's like this stoner guy who introduces David Kidney and all the other people. And it turns out he was on Days of Our Lives. So there's a little bit of a meta thing there, which I appreciated. Oh, there we go. Yeah, Dr. Drake Ramore <laughs> was was Joey's character in Days of Our Lives. He was a neurosurgeon. Excellent. Um, and doesn't he fall down an elevator shaft or something when they kill him off? <laughs> I think. I don't know. I never watched like a bunch of friends in a row. It's just that one of those things that's always on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I used to really enjoy Friends, but it, 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 I don't think I ever watched it in chronological order. No. It was always you'd get home and then you put on Channel 4 or E4 and it would be the only thing on. Oh, E4. And you'd be like, oh yeah, okay, we'll watch Friends. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if you watched Friends chronologically, you had some serious dedication to the cause. Yeah, I think it's easier if you were based in um, based in the US or you were watching it as it was on. Yeah. Um, but obviously, in over here and often at the time that we were growing up where there was that kind of default time to watch television, it was already sort of watching repeats. You never really had the chance to watch it from season one onwards. Yeah, and you knew there was so much of it as well that you'd have to go back and try and find it. And that was impossible then. You know, these days it's probably a lot easier. Did they add all of it to Netflix or am I imagining it? I think they did and then they probably took it off because that's how Netflix works. Whenever you want something, it's not on there. And then you go, oh, Friends is on there. But oh, I'm going to go and watch this new documentary about Wales or whatever. Why would you watch a documentary about a country? Because Luke Evans is from there. (laughs) (laughs) Friend of the podcast, Luke Evans. Friend of the podcast, Luke Evans. See, I was thinking you were were going to be going down the route of of Wales as in the big animals. (laughs) That's that's a whale song. That is a whale song. You want to know a whale's song? Um, Golden Retriever by the Super Furry Animals. See, I was going to go down, Mister Raider. <laughs> Ugh, Jesus Christ! Why did you bring the stereophonics, the stereophonics into it? The most, the most Welsh of all the bands. Awful band. No, isn't that wrong with the stereophonics? Ugh, boring, boring garbage. <laughs> Unlike the super fairy animals. Yeah, they're genuinely a much more interesting band than people give them credit for. Nah, mate. They're fine. They're they're fine. but They're super and they're furry and they're animals. What more could you want? I want super scaly animals. Give me a giant lizard. <laughs> well, 
There's <laughs> pl- plenty of those in Theresa May's cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> my my memory of super furry animals didn't they used to wear onesies? I think so. Yeah, all the time and be like, "Hey, we're we're wearing onesies. They're fine, they're fine band, yeah. but." Stereophonics never had the balls to wear onesies. Nah, but they had more actually good songs. <laughs> I I violently disagree. <laughs> you know, you can you can you can um you can wear onesies or you can make music. It's a, it's a difficult <laughs> choice. Pick one. <laughs> you won't do one or the other. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was Slipknot's downfall in the end, wasn't it? <laughs> It's like, oh, well, well, we've got the boiler suits. What do we do now? I mean, we could write some songs or we could hit a big metal tin. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Go on, guys. Yeah. In for a penny, in for a pound. Standard. Not that there are going to be any pounds left after we leave the European Union. <laughs> Only pennies. <laughs> Only pennies. Just lots of pennies. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, but neither of those bands are on the soundtrack to Legally Blonde, which is quite good. There's that Perfect Day song by a band I haven't heard of, which opens and closes the film, just to really round it up. You know, it's it's nice. And then there's like all the kind of sneaky music when people are sneaking. There's like Harvard Ponce music when she arrives at Harvard. It's yeah, it does does the job well. Yeah, it's fine. It 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 does what it needs to do. Yeah, that Perfect Day song was in my head all day today, actually. Which is funny because it was far from a perfect day. Ah, oh, I know the feeling. There were train cancellations. There, <laughs> when are there when was are there, there was work. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that made it feel made it feel light, made it feel nice. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's a good yeah. Legally Blonde has got it all, and there's a musical of it now, which I hear is very good. Yes, yeah, so I I have heard I have heard good things about the musical. Yeah, so go and see that. I guess I, it's, I would. It, no, sorry, continue, continue. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sure it was very profound. Because uh, 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 I was going to be that guy and just bring up two two jokes that you probably couldn't get away with today. That, that, well, that as, made it. Aside from the budget. Oh, politics. <laughs> and I, I'm on fire with the political <laughs> quips today. Um. So, so, so Paulette says... Oh, could I be any more spastic? Oh yeah, that's very unfortunate. uh, You probably shouldn't say that. That's not even a joke. That's just like a very outdated, bad bad line. Yeah. And then there's the whole thing about um, Enrique being gay because he knows shoes. Yeah, I I wrote that down as well. It's like, oh, the gay men know fashion and straight men don't. He's obviously gay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. That's that's stereotypy, and I think they you wouldn't they wouldn't if they were making it now they wouldn't do that. No. And also the there's a lesbian character who I feel like is a bit stereotypy as well. So all of that stuff, yeah, does kind of date it and age it a little bit, but it's not enough to ruin it. No, no. It's just I don't know. I I just thought I'd be. I'd be that guy this time. I'd be like, you know what? Don't do this. I know it's a movie from a while ago, but it's even yeah. for 2001, it's a bit dodgy. Yeah. Yeah, usually I'm that guy. <laughs> you, are, you are the one ruining everyone's film. It's usually me going, you can't say that. But like even for 2001, those kind of comments and jokes aren't particularly Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. No no one was actually using the word spastic in that way in 2001. Like no. that wasn't seemed to be bad even then. So yeah, it's a little little bit of a slip up, but overall still worth a watch. And once that's passed, you're like, okay, fine, I'm still enjoying this. Yeah, for sure. 
I think I've um I think I've said everything that I want to say about this. Let me just check through my notes. I've written down suck it Aristotle and I can't remember what that means. There's the whole um if they quote Aristotle cuz Oh yeah. Cuz yep. everyone knows that people who've been dead for millennia are the are the ones you should listen to these days definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. How uh, do you have anything else to say? Any trivia or any anything else? I think we um, no, no. My big trivia was old um, Oz Perkins being an absolute dude and a half. Yeah, Doctor Oz. Um, <laughs> Doctor Oz. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so how should we rate this bad boy? Oh, good, um, good question. I'm not sure actually. Um, how... how many? How many hours would you leave it? after getting a perm before you shot your dad <laughs> yeah it would have to be a it'd be, it'd be a decent decent perm last last long enough i'd say 16 hours 16 hours well wow, of, a, a, of a possible a 20 one. yeah yeah i feel like it's a film that pretty much ticks all the boxes it's not revolutionary it's not there's nothing really incredible or incendiary about it but it's a comforting and enjoyable easy watch that you can return to so yeah it's worth the worth the score of that i reckon yeah so i'd go for um, 14 hours i'll say it's a it's a it's a nice film it it's never wowed me but it's always entertaining and it always makes you feel good yeah for sure so yeah, averaging that out at 15, which is, yeah, 15 out of 20, three quarters of the way there. Why not? Is that like a Bon Jovi plus a Bon Jovi of the Bon Jovi? It's bon Jovi's all the way down. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a John Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, John, <laughs> John Bonathan Jovi. You've got, you've got the Bon Jovi, then you've got the John Bon Jovi. Um... If it's a twenty out of twenty, it's obviously wanted, dead or alive, because it's that good. Oh yeah. Any anything that's five or lower is giving love a bad name. Yeah. Those so, names are so is, is this film slippery when it's wet? <laughs> um, yeah. Th- those are our those are our ratings now. Entirely yeah. based around Bon Jovi song titles and not even song titles. <laughs> Album names. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Oh well. Very good, very good. So, your choice next. What are we doing? Yeah, so so up next, and it's only because it's a movie that I always manage to get stuck in my head alongside Legally Blonde, partly because they came out about six months apart. Um, but we will be watching Miss Congeniality next. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah, I, it's a, it's a similar similar vibe, similar vibe. That's good. Yes, yeah, and and yeah, I don't know whether it's just because trailers for them came out so soon after one another or something like that. But yeah, I've yeah. never been able to entirely separate them out in my mind. So and like, I I feel like I have seen it, but I cannot recall any of the details of it. So yeah. Maybe I haven't. Same, same for me as well. So maybe I actually haven't. So we'll find out. I have definitely watched it, but I do not remember anything about it. That's the best kind of film for us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Nice. Good work. 
Thank you. I, it was yeah. it was a hard decision. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, team. <laughs> I was I was there. I was up all night. Being, oh, what movie shall I choose? And then yep. I decided. You you have to let it come to you in the middle of the night, don't you? Like a vision. You do, yeah. Nice. You, you sit upright at about four a.m. and just shout out, <laughs> "Miss Congeniality!" Yeah, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Sandra Bullock, stop! You're waking up the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Do you have any other business? I don't. No, no, not for me. Cool. That was good. I think we we covered a lot of stuff in there. Actually, we got through quite a wide pantheon of cultural stuff. Yes, indeedy. You you bowl. (laughs) What else do you need? Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, in that case, let's. Let's wrap it up and just say thanks for tuning in. As always, we really, really appreciate it. Um, you can get in touch with us at bigboysdon'tcrypodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at bigboysdon'tpod. Send us some photos of um, a covered bridge in Fortnite that looks like the bridges in Madison County, if you find one, as a friend of the podcast, Adam Molesky, did this week. There's, there's been some very good, um, very good Twitter action. Appreciate that. And leave us a rating or review wherever you get your pods. If you aren't subscribed, remember to subscribe so you get this every single week. Um, yeah, and we really appreciate you tuning in. Hope you're enjoying it. Yes, yeah. And we should be back next week to talk about Miss Congeniality. Alrighty, bye-bye. All right, bye. <laughs>